Hey everyone, welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. I'm Nick Sowers here with my buddy Nate Hyatt. And uh, today we have uh, Jansen Robeson, right? I said that right? Yes, sir. Jansen Robeson on the podcast. And so just to give it an idea, um, especially Jake, if you're listening to this podcast. So you say that my voice is like the voice of the podcast and it's like good for... And people give like, hey, you have a really good radio voice, a really good podcast voice. So if my voice is beautiful... My voice for the podcast is like what Jansen's body actually looks like. So Jansen is a Greek god. Damn. So so if you put my voice in Jansen, like it would just be perfect. Like that that's the like he'd be the perfect human being. Well, Perfection. that that's a great intro. I don't know about all that. I, I kind of like how you look. <laughs> that's another subject, I guess. Uh, so how about them Yankees guys? Yeah. No, but um. You know, <clears throat> Jansen uh, does spend a whole lot of time in the gym, and he does spend you know time like honestly, really focusing specific lifts, specific muscles. I mean, you can definitely tell that when you're when you're in there, you're lifting for a purpose, you're targeting something specific or whatever when you're when you're working on those days. So, well, I've been through it for uh, I started lifting when I was in sixth grade, so I mean, I've had a lot of time for error of my own, and I know what works, and it really I didn't see any progress until probably junior year of college so i mean that's a long time going without seeing progress you just got to find what works for you so kind of give us a little bit of history of you where were you born do you have brothers and sisters etc oh, stuff like that i was born in gainesville texas i have a brother and a sister both are uh my half brother and sister because a little bit different on the mom and dad's side i mean that's just life they uh have a different dad i have my dad so we uh grew up in a house where that really wasn't talked about because, I mean, they were my brother and sister. And, yeah. Did they live with you full-time? Yeah, they lived with me full-time. So history of my parents is they both were married to other people, and they uh, got the same job. They met, and it was really love at first sight. So even though they had, I mean, my mom had a husband, my dad was getting married, and they met, and they just they found each other, and they knew it was love at first sight. And about a year later... Little Jansen came out. Yeah. <laughs> so it happened. And they've been happily married for almost 24 years now. And I mean, just lucky to have that happen. So how was how was growing up like? I mean, what, were you always in sports? or Man, you like, well, I was picked on to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, this explains why you know. Y'all wouldn't even believe. Uh, my brother, my older brother, he's two years older than me. He would pick on me religiously. Like, I mean, every day, nonstop. And I hope he's listening to this because I still hate you. Okay. <laughs> Bad Joseph Romans. <laughs> but no, uh, I got picked on <clears throat> by him a lot, but it was like that brother, brother sense, you know, they're going to pick on you no matter what. That's just how it is. And then I got into middle school and, uh, I was a late blur. Ah, oh, damn it. Bloomer. Yeah. Late bloomer. And I didn't really hit any growth until probably high school. So when you're in sports, if, you're not big, you're going to get made fun of. Then you're going to get hit. So, I mean, that's just a part of it. Did you always do football or did you just do any sport? I did uh, every sport when I was growing up. My parents really focused on that because they were really active. and So I did track, basketball, sucked at basketball. I played it, but I sucked. <laughs> Only like defense. Did baseball, loved it for like two weeks of it, and then I got tired of it. That's just how it is. But football was always the, the one sport I waited for year-round. It's always fun. And so how did how did you end up in Sterling, Kansas, of all places? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, 
so we uh my junior year I really started to get serious about football and wanted to go to the next level. My team sucked. We went one to nine my junior year and senior year. Uh didn't really have that much promising film. I mean I was a probably an average athlete to be honest. And somehow Coach Hansen got my information and sent out an invite, came up to Sterling College and uh met Chuck Lambert and that man is the GOAT, still is, because, I mean, he convinced me to move my whole life to a town that has, what, a thousand people in it? <laughs> thousand people. Is there 2,500 in Sterling? I think it's like 2,500. 20, right, well, it looks 29. like a thousand. It has one red light. It does. Yeah. That part's accurate. Which, I mean, he talked me to move to Sterling College, and then, you know, I had my high school sweetheart, Tasha, back home, and we did the year apart, and she couldn't stand it. I didn't tell her to move. She decided to move to Sterling, Kansas and become my sugar mama, take care of me all four and a half years of college, which really helped me out. Now they're lifers. Now they're life. Yeah. Crazy. Plan our wedding. Yeah. Well, don't worry. We'll get to that. I know. We'll get to that. I know. Going to be in Sterling for the rest of your life. 20 years. Hook instruction. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how he's like, yeah, uh, yeah sure. Just, just look at y'all at the same time. <laughs> um. So what, what do you play? What position do you play? Uh, and well, when I first started out, I was a QB, and that's what I really wanted to focus on. And I got beat out middle school. Played a little bit in high school, and I mean, it just wasn't wasn't the stars. And so my coach moved me to linebacker, and I love defense. I mean, it was the the best option for me. And somehow I got recruited as a tight end. Came to Sterling, started my freshman year by some miracle. Got a lineup next to the legend, Nate Hyatt. I mean. I'm no legend. <laughs> he was like, what, 300 pounds compared to 175? Yeah. 275, Three, okay. <laughs> 275, pure muscle. As they're like, as they're like Nate, step back so we can see Jansen. The only picture <laughs> I have of me and Jansen, I've got one on my phone, actually. My bicep is actually bigger than Jansen's, but there's no definition in it. So <laughs> It's his wallpaper. It's his motivation. <laughs> I know it is. That's only because your bicep's in it. Yeah, but back then He didn't have much bicep either. <laughs> so you haven't always been a Greek god. Oh, no. No. If, uh, he was a look, skinny guy his freshman year. If you look at any of my past photos, it was sad. I would go back in time and beat myself up. I would pick on myself, to be honest. <laughs> I'd be like, you're not allowed to wear muscle shirts, okay? <laughs> Go put a blanket on or something. I'm, I don't want to see that. So is it all the uh, Dwayne Johnson stuff that you wear? That That's what the, the game changer was that <sighs> made you build all that? You know, you, you got the headphones and the shoes and the shirts and the shit. And the, the underwear the and the socks and, and the tequila. The tequila. Oh, yeah, and, and <laughs> the, the energy tequila. drinks. I mean, yeah. So that's I mean, what, that was what the game changer was? That's what helped you put all that muscle on? Yes. No, no, it's not. It's a lot of emotional damage. A lot of, mainly it was football, to be honest. It, it got annoying being the small kid. So, I mean, what can you do to fix that? Eat food, work out, be a gym rat. Be Sarms. a gym rat. Sarms? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I figured he was going to bring it up. But I, I figured, figured Nate would beat you to the punch. Just everyone, <clears throat> everyone. I do not take Sarms. I do not do what, what D ball. Trend. T- D-ball, Tess, all no. the usual stuff. Yeah, his pants are off right now. There's no needle marks. Tasha said no, and so I had to believe her. <laughs> trust her. That's what it was. I, I did what I was told. No, it was pretty funny, though. I used to get <clears throat> bullied all my life for being so small and everything, and as soon as I got some size, everyone went straight to the needle. It's like, oh, that man's juicing. 
No, nah, I've been doing it for like 15 years. Just finally caught up. Well, I remember having conversations with you in the gym where you were like, yeah, I drank six eggs this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like raw eggs yeah, and stuff I, like that. Yeah, I don't want to go back to that. It <clears throat> gets pretty easy when uh, you have like chocolate milk or Sunny D right next to you because you can just wash it down real quick. But sometimes the egg gets stuck in your throat and you're just like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. And then if Tasha's in the background gagging at the same time <laughs> it does not help at all so one morning i got done with the workout and she literally started gagging when i was drinking my two eggs and it made the egg come all the way back up <laughs> out of the sink and i was like you know you can't do that <laughs> yeah that was the last time i actually drunk eggs i don't do that anymore why not uh i'm a retired football athlete i don't do anything but bodybuilding just for aesthetics now. Yeah. Yeah. So we're eventually going to get you to do a strongman contest. So th- that's just the thing. So we're letting any agency that hires you to be a cop, like in any way, that a condition of your employment is that you have to complete a strongman contest along with everything else. You know, I've seen how much pain Nate Hyatt's been in. <laughs> if and you I'm don't, gonna... if you don't lift and drink like Nate, then he, you should. He's be good been to in go. more pain this past year from strongman than from football. From what five years of football, four years of football, you look old. See, I think I'm it's sorry. I think it's the combination of strongman drinking like a fish and working ten hour construction days. Yeah, I mean, look, well, ten hour construction days, and then another ten hours on High Point Farms and the Higher Points podcast, and you know, insert whatever else it is that you have going on. Do you think you're doing enough? <laughs> no, <laughs> emotional damage. And then he's like, "Yeah, I went home." Like, every once in a while, his body does do a system reboot, because he's like, yeah, I went home, and I slept for, like, 14 hours. And That's I'm why like, he did what, Saturday? Yep, last yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See? See, went to the baby shower, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go home and take a nap. Um, ate a, a gummy, ate some dinner, and it was, like, 4.30. Laid down, woke up, it was 10.30, I was like, well, guess it was bedtime. <laughs> guess went right back to, to sleep. It was <laughs> time to go to bed. That's beautiful. Then woke up this morning at like nine o'clock. Well, I, I'm closer to forty than he is, and I feel amazing. I mean, I can't move as much weight as he does, but I, I've kind of, I've really changed up how I'm doing things mm-hmm. and why and the order that I do it, it, it in, yeah. and also listen to my body. So instead of which I'm not trying to get down on you in saying any of this, but as far as like yeah, fuck you. But anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, in the sense of like if if I am hurting, I don't like it. Like I just won't go to the gym that day. Mm-hmm. Like one day of missing is not going to kill me no, like if not. i do one day every week mm-hmm. that adds up but i just listen and no, i feel I, really good I, remember, I feel more physically and mentally prepared for this contest than i ever have yeah i remember about three four years ago when uh you really started getting to lifting because i was working at the gym and i would start seeing you a little bit more and more every afternoon or in the morning and you could really tell you was getting your head on straight and you wanted to change yeah. you know i mean because, I mean, look at your before and after pictures. Like, that's insane. Even Nate's. Well, I'm still getting those newbie gains, though. So, I mean, that's what... I mean, I'm, I mean, uh, it'll take me mm-hmm. a long time to get to, you know, the Jansen don't, bod. Yeah, I was about to say, the don't Jansen say The Jansen bod. Don't say it. Nah. My newbie gains are done. Well, hey, you know what we need to do for, like, the little artwork on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Like, we need to get you, like, with your shirt off and, like, take a picture, like a flexing. I think Tasha would kill gym. me. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> okay. So I actually we'll, like I actually talked about this earlier with Jansen, like on the like 
my body being just so beat up. And I think it's got a little bit to do with also me competing in like back to back competitions, you peaking know, so back much. to back to back, you yeah. know, like I think peaking every eight weeks is a little too much. So I think I'm going to try and push that back too. You know, like I don't necessarily not want to compete, but I think like putting my mind and body through that stress every eight weeks is. I think it's also what you're doing for a living right now. I mean, 50 hours a week isn't no joke doing construction. Yeah, and, I agree. I mean, and, and, and also I agree with the, the contest side because you know me. That's not what I do. And yeah. I'm, I'm not saying like mm-hmm. I have this perfect prescription and I'm like obviously the peak of male. Oh, performance like the guy when i grew up i want to be like you. like the yeah right like the guy on rollerblades that does the backflip yep but um you know like for me after this contest i'm not going to compete again until scott's in december that's my plan are you doing a kansas strongest man or yeah okay. yeah i'm going with him i'm well maybe doing that if he's healthy and so that's eight weeks eight weeks eight weeks all right in a row that i'm going to compete yeah you know like i actually talked to felicia about dropping this one she doesn't want me to no of course I, not. I, I don't know i don't know i just it's up to you and how your body feels i mean honestly we'll see i think you got to focus on like how well you want to do in nationals that was i mean that's going to be no matter what you could be in top shape and it's still going to be a fight yeah yeah i mean let's face it all those people that are in nationals they're not there because you know they just paid an entry fee and showed up you know i mean you're gonna have people there that can move the weight. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you what did you say? You said, like your deadlift weight was at nationals? Wasn't it like six fifty? Oh, six twenty. I don't know because even even Scott Tully was telling us six twenty for reps, right? Yeah. That the weights just were stupid. He was saying <clears throat> he goes, "Those weights are stupid." He's mm-hmm. like, "Nobody has business moving those." He's like, "Unless you're a pro and you're getting paid." Mm-hmm. He's like, "It's just a good way to get hurt." And that's all it is. And I was just like, "Well, if Scott says that. That's good enough for me." Yeah. Like <laughs> my thought on it is, is like. What if, like, I can't do strongman anymore? Like, this is the only time I go to nationals. You know? True. Yeah. He said next year it's going to be in Dallas. But, I mean, then again, like, what if I get hurt next year and can't go to nationals? And then the next year. But you have the same thing that could happen now. Yeah, Yeah. but you could go to Kansas Strongest Man and hurt yourself. And then you wouldn't be able to go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. That's where I'm at. Because my body's beat up right now. So, uh, so what are you, what are your aspirations? What did you go to school for? Uh, college, went, Sterling College. Went to school for a criminal justice degree. I really, to be honest, I went to school to play football. I mean, the degree was always a second thing in my mind. I didn't really, that sounds bad. I didn't really care about the degree <laughs> until probably my senior year. And I started focusing on what I wanted to do and I had backup plans and everything. I mean, noticing now all my backup plans are going to crap which is great. I love being an adult. But, I mean, went in for a criminal justice degree. My goal was to be a Texas game warden. And, as you all know, I got the phone call of getting told no on that one. And so now... That was a pretty competitive... Sorry, there's always next year to apply for it. There so. is. It's just... That's the one thing that I wanted, so it sucked. But That's a pretty competitive hiring process, though. It is. They Let's had face over, it, Texas isn't short on people. They like had the over cover 500 applicants yeah. go through the uh, interview process. How Not, many do they take out of that to the academy? Only like 60. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm bummed out, but I also know I just need more law enforcement experience. So, going going to a Christian college, is that something that was in any way important? or Not really. It or really aligned with any of that? It it got interesting for me because I was raised as a Christian. We didn't go to church as much because we had a full house. We had stuff going on, and 
but I was raised with the Bible. And so going to a Christian college, it kind of, it opened my eyes. I saw, saw Christians not being Christians and what I thought of them. And then I saw real Christians. I met probably a handful of good people in Sterling, Kansas that like you just meet them and you're like, wow, these people live by the book. They are what you imagine Christians to be. And then I saw a lot of people at Sterling College not live like that. And so it kind of pushed me farther away from religion, to be honest. I mean, I'm still believing Jesus and everything, but I'm just kind of put a bad taste in your mouth. Essentially, It did. did. And I don't believe in doing something halfway. (laughs) If I'm going to go through something, I want to. I want to speak what I say, so or do what I speak. Also, with Sterling, I kind of got that vibe that, or I had the feeling that religion's kind of forced down your throat, and that can push a lot of people Mm -hmm. away too. I think you know, a lot of my friends felt the same way about it. See, I don't know if it was really pushed down my throat. I I really just think it was the the few people that preach stuff and just didn't live by it. I get that we're human, kind of a do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, but I mean, the few people that I did see that lived through the words, I mean. I would like to be like them, but I can't. I'm not going to do something halfway. Well, um, I'm just saying uh, the reason I ask that question is because I always like to ask before I kind of like to like step out in faith on some of those things. Mm-hmm. Because like I like him, you know, I don't want to like it. Let's say you, you're like, hey, I'm an atheist or mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a Muslim or something like I don't want to force that, like force yeah. like, what I believe or whatever. But I will tell you through having lived life for longer than you mm-hmm. sitting across the table as an old man compared to you. Is like when those doors get shut, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And and it's so tough. Like I didn't get the chief of police job and I'm not going to lie. I stewed on that for like two months. Ask this dude. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. And, and so, um, it, there's reasons those doors were closed. And like now I'm seeing why those doors were closed. And I'm like, thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you, God for closing those doors. And so you never know like what's around the future. Like that KDWP job, you may get up there and you're like, holy crap, like this is like awesome. exactly yeah. what I wanted. This is amazing. Like you never know. Like, mm-hmm. a, like you never know what the next step is. So I just encourage you to like stay doing yeah, I mean, what, if what you're doing. None of this happened, then I wouldn't have been working with uh hook construction and doing all that. I mean, I've learned so much from Derek and not so much from Nate because <laughs> Nate doesn't do anything. <laughs> but I mean, I've learned so much that those hard like, 50 weeks you said that you were working evidently or nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. Well, when you tell your employees to do it and just stand on your phone recording them the entire time. Yeah, that's that's me yeah, all that's the time. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's a blessing in disguise. I mean, everyone wants their life to turn out different. So what what was your draw to law enforcement? I mean, in the sense of do you have family that is or is your dad or Not really. I was uh I was raised in a pretty strict household. Well, I wouldn't say strict, but we was very outdoorsy and every time we went outdoors, we would have to take trash bags and clean up after people because I mean, that's that's just how life is now. And so more I was doing that, more I was outside, more I saw people basically hurting the ecosystem, hurting wildlife, and basically I got pissed off at it. I was like, this is stupid. Y'all, y'all are ignorant people. I mean, just look at this beautiful beautiful land, and you just ruined it. And then I started like looking into law enforcement, looking into game warden, and I just got really intrigued by it. Then working with HPD, I mean, that was like a full sin. I was like, Law enforcement is definitely what I want to do. So you enjoyed working at HPD then? I, I do, and I don't. Like I said, uh, you learn a lot of stuff from the law law enforcement side. And, I mean, it is exciting work. I mean, there's highs where you're, like, it feels like you're running out of a tunnel again for football. I mean, you're going, you're going, and then it kind of cools off. And you're like, wow, that was 
That was awesome. But so when you talked about, um, like, so you and I talked in the truck a little bit before we got with Nate of like for you, traffic's not really like a thing. Like you don't really like run in traffic significantly as far mm-hmm. as like for traffic violations for like riding tickets. Like mm-hmm. if you have a purpose for the traffic stop, like you're trying to interdict some drugs or mm-hmm. something like that. But so when it comes to uh, being a game warden and stuff, like I guess what what's your mind's eye of what you want out of that job? Are you wanting to like you, as far as like the protecting the ecosystem, like what what's your mind's eye of what you want to do with it? My end goal would be try to inform a lot of people because I feel like a lot of people go out into outdoors and wildlife and don't fully understand like how easily it is to damage something. Leaving that pile of trash and yeah. this and that, how, how much that can hurt the I definitely ecosystem. don't want to like be out there being a dick because, I mean, I've met a handful of assholes doing that and it's, I don't want to be that type. i just rather inform and kind of more or less teach people like this is something that needs to be like protected this is something that needs to be saved i mean we can see it and anywhere you go now i mean the wildlife is damaging i mean climate change i don't care how you believe it you can tell there's a difference so how do you uh how do you go about like it's affecting that change like obviously the education side of things but mm-hmm. what are what are some things that i guess people are doing that is damaging and other than just like trash and stuff like that i mean trash and everything and then i'm not gonna get like into all that but i think the biggest thing is so when you're talking about poaching, that's damaging the wildlife more than what you know. I mean, there's when case- you go, go down to the bridge and find deer carcasses with just the back straps missing, you know. Yeah, you're hurting the ecosystem because those deer have a role to play in it, and I don't think people understand that. Because I mean, uh, there was a case at Yellowstone where they uh, took out the wolves for a little bit, and yeah, the entire right. ecosystem collapsed. Yeah, and they've since reintroduced those mm-hmm. wolves. And now it's flourishing again. Yeah, right. And I feel like a lot of people just don't understand that. I mean, me and uh, Tasha are really big ocean people, and if you go down to any beach, I mean, Texas beaches, extremely, you can just tell how badly, like, badly maintained they are. And I, I feel like you just have to teach people. To, I don't know. Yeah, well, we uh, when we went to New York... We went out on a, <clears throat> a whale watching tour and they mm-hmm. were telling us, so they went to like this specific place and showed us like this huge pipe that like came into the water. Like mm-hmm. you could see it go like down into the water. And they were saying that was basically like they just dumped all the raw sewage from mm-hmm. the city back in the day through that and into there and then just let like the current kind of carry it out. Mm-hmm. And they were noticing how like the fish and stuff weren't there. And like, so again, like you talked about the ecosystem, like you're, you're, People think about like, okay, a fish, not a big deal. But you, when you put extra bacteria in mm-hmm. there, that changes that whole thing. And then like maybe like the bacteria produces, like consumes all the mm-hmm. oxygen. So then the fish can't breathe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you, yep. you know, you move down that whole line. And they said as soon as they stopped doing that, mm-hmm. you know, it took years, obviously. But like those fish have like returned to that area and stuff. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you even think you see – the even here in Hutch, you'll see the little like no dumping in mm-hmm. this because this goes to the river or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, there's there's you know, you just want just water to yeah. go down in there, not like oil or anything like that. And when it comes to hunting and everything, I mean, I'm a avid hunter. I'm a just avid all around outdoorsman. I mean, I believe there's a time and place to kill something, and if you're if you're gonna kill it, you need to eat it. I mean, 
you have to make use of what what you just killed. Right. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, and that's one thing I always loved about um, like the Native American culture. Mm-hmm. So like when they killed a buffalo, every single piece mm-hmm. of like every bone, everything got mm-hmm. used in one way or another for some sort of a purpose. Um, and so that that speaking of your outdoorness, outdoorsiness. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of uh for those listening that's kind of how we blackmailed him into coming onto the podcast today cuz he asked to borrow a a motor from Nate and then so Nate was like hey by the way since I did you a favor you need to do me a favor yep. and and here's Jansen and you can't say no to a favor after you get a favor <laughs> cuz I asked I was like hey can I borrow a trolling motor not even 5 minutes later Hey, could you be on a podcast? <laughs> we were supposed to have someone else on, and like in between those five minutes, I got a text that said, "Yeah, I'm not going to make it for the podcast." And I was like, yeah. "Crap, screw you, Cade." So <laughs> Nate Hyatt did interrupt my fishing. Thanks a lot. You said oh, you were going to be. Did done you fish at five. this afternoon? While I was planning to fish the evening, not two you wouldn't five. Caught anything? Any, I didn't anyways. catch anything. Anyways, my water is freezing cold, but hopefully the the bass spawn would uh come pretty soon. That's what were you fishing for? Bass. Okay. Largemouth. Yeah. I got you. And you were out there at Cottonwood Lake? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so what is what is your favorite thing to hunt Like when you do go hunting? Mm, that's hard. I mean, I grew up with my dad hunting uh, whitetail deer. And I mean, it was always pretty fun, freezing cold. But I kind of, with college and football, I mean, it kind of got in the way of hunting season. So I kind of progressed more into a fisherman. And so I haven't hunted in the past four years now, which is kind of sad. I need to get hunting again, I guess. Well, there's something to be said about that, uh, that freezing cold and stuff, because there's some study and there's like a term for it of if things in life are too easy, you get bored. Mm-hmm. And then if things in too, in life are too rough, it's like so hard that you're just want to give up. But there's like this kind of sweet spot where, you know, you sit out there in that cold for a little bit and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this sucks. But then you like bag the deer and mm-hmm. then you clean it and then you're able to like literally go from field to table with it. Mm-hmm. And then and you feed your family for almost three months. I mean, if we got a deer, who would eat, let's see, the hamburgers with deer meat, venison, yep. deer chili, have a lot of deer jerky. And then, I mean, just use every, I hate deer at the end of the hunt season. I mean, it's delicious, <laughs> but my parents would use every inch of that carcass and meat just to. Do you, did you ever mix it with anything, or was it just straight deer? Usually deer. I mean, they mixed it with a handful of stuff, I can tell you. I mean, I'm telling you, if we had beef, like any type of meat, just switch it with deer. And that's what we would have. Deer enchiladas, delicious. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I The few deer that I've had, and I know there's a lot in like the processing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was just gross, mm-hmm. like absolutely gross. So I, I've never had deer that I liked, oh, to be so honest. blended with, with beef. Or not really? if, even beef fat, oh. not necessarily just. Uh, well, my parents they didn't give me the option of that. We I'll had say, to eat this it. dude. This dude's over here, like, what? What? You guys do that? What? Y'all bought That's other meat when you had deer? <laughs> there are other animals you can eat. Like it was just all we would do like a full week of just processing it. You guys process it all yourself, then? Yeah, we would uh, split it between like our whole family, our grandparents, and like our uh, uncle because we own a lease, and we would just split all the meat. And I mean, every, everything you could think of. Breakfast sausage, I mean, boom, you got it. You for even made three the months. sausage and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. How, what's pretty that good. process like? How do you make that? Uh, that's all my grandparents. They know all that. Oh, I mean, it's pretty easy. All you have to do is tenderize it, and put it through the machine, and then they have those sleeves and boop. Oh, okay. 
I didn't know if there was like some special like cooking process or something. I've never made it, so that's why I was asking. I don't think so. I was never really into the kitchen. I mean, how I was raised, you uh, you bag it. The men bag it. Not to be sexist. Uh, that sounds mean already. It's terrible. Uh, you the men hunt. We're gonna skin it. All right, we gotta we gotta end the podcast. I, I'm He's sexist. sorry. I, get I, out. I went there. Get out. I'm just kidding. I'll tell you what, I do not see Tasha skinning a deer anytime soon, okay? <laughs> so she can clean the meat. Tasha, you're stuck in the kitchen. <laughs> well, what's, uh, so speaking of Tasha, so how did y'all meet? Oh, I don't know if I should tell the true story or like the the people like we tell story. So I don't know. We're going to tell the true, true story because I like it. Uh, sophomore year, she was a junior, I was a sophomore. Uh, we had a summer party. In high school. In high school, yeah. I actually, uh, got grounded and I snuck out to go to this lake, which is funny, just to piss off my parents. But, uh. <laughs> Did they I, know this story? Now they do. Oh, okay. Yeah, now. I, told I was them, like, holy like, crap, this is gonna be the first ago. time they're hearing no. it. Awesome. But, uh, we went out to the, the lake and, uh, it was a bunch of our friends and my buddy came up to me and he started talking to me. He was like, man. See that Tasha? She's she's hot. Like, I want to get with her. And I was like, bet you ain't going to because I'm going to because he mentioned it. And <laughs> by the end of the night, uh, I got her. Yeah. But And then we ended up just talking all summer. I mean, I was being an idiot and talking to other girls too. So that was my bad. I was stupid. And she ended up getting a boyfriend towards the end of the year. And I was like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> So I told her to break up with a boyfriend. Within five minutes, she did. And I was like, we're dating now. And we started dating. <laughs> yeah. And the rest is history. The rest <clears throat> is history. I mean, we went through our rough patches. I mean, the year apart was a struggle. I mean, she was back in Texas. I was in Kansas. And she was going to college. I was going to college. And it was hard. What would she go to college for? Uh, associate's degree. She just went to a community college. Oh, yes. so she hasn't been in Sterling College this whole time? Or no, anything? she has not. Oh, where's she work at? Uh, she works at Phoenix Restoration and Chili's, and she used to work seventy hours a week just to provide for me. So that's <laughs> she why was you, a sugar mama. That's why yeah. you have the Greek god body. Yep, I had a lot of free well time done, to go Tasha. To the gym. You yeah. did all of that, but no, uh, like all thanks to her. I mean, couldn't have done anything without her. She was providing the entire time. So, um, what about uh? Uh, how how do you propose? That's I think Ooh. that's a, kind of a cool story. So well, I think that would be that's cool to tell. It took me uh, six years. I always told her that I was going to propose right after college, and I mean, if COVID didn't hit like it did, it would have been truthful. But I had to come back for another semester. But I proposed May twentieth of what twenty twenty one, and we went to Fort Walton, Florida, and that's we went there before, and we knew it was like a beautiful place and everything. And she had. A blast so we decided to go back and uh i saved up for a ring i wanted my parents to be there because they were very big in our lives and so they came with us and my mom helped out and she made a heart of roses and then a big marry me sign in the beach and i took tasha out to get drinks we walked on the beach talked a little bit and then we walked up and right when she saw it she started crying immediately and she cried all the way out to the heart. I proposed. She was still crying. She said yes. She was still crying. And then, yeah. Yeah, she was crying because she knew she was stuck with your she, ass. She's like, she was my life is over. Time, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool, though, because we had a hotel right next to where I proposed. And, I mean, all the balconies was just filled with people watching. Because my mom was out there, like, probably 30 minutes to an hour before setting it up. And you could see it from the balcony. 
And so when I got down on my knee and I got up and she said, yes, I mean, like a crowd just started cheering and I just turned around. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she said, yes. It's like a football game all over yeah. again. Everybody's she's, cheering for me. She's only been with me for six years. She was going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> if she would have said no on a, like a destination trip, that would have been like the That would have been awkward. Like, so like, awkward. How do you drive home? Like, I can't believe you said no. Uh, you need to find your own ride. <laughs> uh, you need to get yourself an Uber for the ride home. Well, yeah. And we're actually planning our wedding now back in Fort Walton. And we're going to have a beach wedding uh, nice. September 5th of this year. And, oh, man. That's coming up pretty quick. And Mr. Nate Hyatt's going to be at my bachelor party. Let's go. We're going to see how that goes. Did you hear what happened at his bachelor party? Did you listen to that podcast? Are you sure you want that? Yeah, that's why I had him. I heard that podcast. I was like, I need Nate. <laughs> I need Nate. All right, so here's the deal, guys. Uh, I'll do my best to work some overtime and put some coins and savings so you guys have some bond money. All right? Like, just <laughs> give me a Sounds call good. if you need it, and then we'll kind of go from there. But no, Cabe, I, Cabe was the only one that kept me out of jail at my bachelor parties. So. Exactly. <laughs> That's my why, point. That's why I got Nate. He'll keep me out of jail. Yeah. What are you going to do? Give him as the sacrificial lamb? Or <laughs> I don't know. Take him instead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just curious how many bottles of Terramana you're going to drink while you're there. Ooh. Well, I let's see. picture you walking down the beach with like Terramanas in each hand, like just double fisted. I now. might. I mean, by then I should be, what, I'm at 28 now. I should be at, what, 40 <laughs> by September, hopefully. What the fuck? What? Don't, don't, don't do that. That's good. I like it. I don't have a drinking problem. <laughs> Nate does. Oh, you're talking about the bottles. <laughs> yeah, like the how bottles. Many bo- oh. At first I thought you were talking about your age. That's why I was like, what? Oh, no, no. I was talking about the bottles. Okay. And even then I thought 28 was a little old for you, but. I mean, you look too beautiful for 28. God, see, this is why I can't do this. Got Nick looking at me the entire time. (laughs) All (laughs) googly-eyed. And he just winked. (laughs) I need help. (laughs) I'm in danger. Right now? Nah, if you could listen to us in the weight room, it's even worse. Oh, man. Yeah, this is timid. making comments, and it's bad. This is timid. I'm sure some of the people that actually are in the weight room that listen to us are like, these freaking assholes. Yeah, they need to start putting a ban on some strong men. Yeah. Strong men and ego lifters not allowed. They're trying to, man. They don't like us in there for some reason. Some people don't. Oh, did you hear the story of what I did to the dudes? What do you say their name? Uh, well, we don't have to say their names. You, you know the two dudes that always do bench press over by the, the door as you're walking out to the mm-hmm. to the bathroom? Uh, one, you, usually like, one dude has always has like a marine shirt on mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, anyway... um. He came up and we got, we had those new deadlift bars and I was getting ready to do my first pull of that 550 like that I'd mm. ever tried. And as he walks up and he's like, well, we just got new bars and you guys are going to bend them already. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, and, and Felicia was like talking to him for a little bit and he wasn't sure whether, and Felicia's like, I'm not sure whether you're joking because she yeah. took offense. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, if he isn't, fuck him. And I yeah. said it right there in front of his face. Yep. And he was just like, yeah. Uh, well, I was just joking. So the same dude, I was walking in one day, and I don't know if this is a Kansas thing, but I'm from Texas. You hold the door open for the next person. He didn't hold the door open, and he walked to that bench. And I was like, oh, he's benching. How much is he putting on? And he only put on, what, like 185. So I went over there and put 315 on and kept on matching his reps until he stopped <laughs> just to piss him off. Just because I was like, you didn't hold the door this open This is what for you me. get for not holding the door. Yeah. I was very salty about that. And I was like, that's rude. That's rude. Hold the uh, door open. Do you so, get upset like if you hold the door for somebody and they don't say thank you? Not so much. I mean, 
it's more if you just don't hold it open or if like you see a guy walking and then a girl's behind them and they don't do anything i'm like wow you weren't raised right <laughs> you weren't raised yeah. right it's, just, it's a pet peeve so i was in the gym the other day and i saw this huge barrel chested guy i mean like huge and he had two 35s on mm-hmm. and like or he had a 35 on each side i mm-hmm. should say and he was really struggling and then like he went down to a 10 and a 5 and was like repping then and i was just like looks can be very deceiving that's no joke i was just like i was expecting this guy to be like moving jansen weight and he went down to a 10 and a 5 it was just it was amazing maybe he's got a shoulder injury that's possible uh, i don't know about that well how do you get a big barrel chest with that and have a shoulder injury like cause, maybe it just happened all right so like, y'all gonna call to me out on sarms and then you're not gonna call him out on sarms who me well but he was like fat all around oh okay i thought he, he meant like a big just, dude just yeah He's just like big like me, yeah. but like his chest was like maybe out to here. Hmm. It was just huge. Some big old titties. <laughs> well, I mean, he did kind of a baggy shirt, so that could have been. I don't okay, know. You never know. It's possible. But um, what? So what is uh? What, so you applied for KDWP, right? Kansas mm-hmm. Department of Wildlife and yep, Parks for uh, Lawrence, Kansas game warden. Yep. And so what is? What are some other places you? What gonna be one of the liberals? No, I'm gonna be a game warden <laughs> in the country. Oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, the, the people from Lawrence, they don't go out there. It's yeah, not, not, right. comfy, Come on not comfy enough. Plus, plus, you could probably have a gun and stuff out there, and Jansen's gun will scare them. And It'd be kind of hard to talk to liberals outside. Like, I can talk to rednecks and white trash, but like, ooh, Trump, Trump, yeah. And it's good. You're fine. <laughs> ooh, Trump, Trump, cores. And they're calm. If I'm talking to liberals, they're going to be like... Well, the one thing that I do have to commend about you is... uh you know, you, you saw the problems with the ecosystem and stuff like that. And instead of like just complaining or donating $5 mm-hmm. to some organization, yeah, you, like know, you want to be a part of that solution. Plus, I imagine you get to be outside all the time. And, yeah, that, that's you know, the big plus too. Yeah, I mean. and do those kind of things. But um, so what, uh, what got you hooked on like working for HPD and helping them out and doing the stuff? that? Well, uh, I actually needed internship hours and HPD was hiring and I knew I needed a law enforcement experience. So. I got the job out there, started doing ride-alongs. I mean, doing the ride-alongs, you get to see people of Hutchinson, Kansas, and if you see that, it's interesting. I mean, like I was telling y'all later tonight, my first night, I witnessed an overdose in the motel, and I had some life-changing events, you just see, in my opinion. And then, like, not even an hour later, I had to respond to a dead body. I mean, that's all within the first night, so... Well, that's like, uh, and, and what'd you say? Like after you guys Narcander, her, she was like, get out. She was dead, Narcander, her, and then she said, get the F out. And we saw heroin on the table and was like, no, we're not going to. <laughs> There's something fishy going on There's here. something I've never seen in my 12 heroin? years of my law enforcement experience. I've never seen heroin uh, other than in a picture. Never saw it until I got to Hutch. I mean, I've Is, seen used needles and everything. What it, what did it, what it, was it black or whatever? Mm-hmm. Was it? So it was the black tar or whatever they mm-hmm. call it. Yep. Which is crazy because. And it had like, uh, it was laced with fentanyl. Yeah, I would uh, say that's the thing is, is the problem is, is that most of that's actually not really heroin anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just made to look like it and it's just straight fentanyl. Another day I got to see five pounds of crystal meth. Well, you got me beat. I've only seen like three. Yeah, that was insane. The DEA came in and everything, and then they were bagging it for evidence. I saw, I was like, that's so much money right there. <laughs> There's a lot a, of money. There's a lot of street money right there. We, uh, uh, pro tip, always look in the freezer on a search warrant. Just throwing that out there. Hmm. Always look in the freezer always for whatever reason. 
your meth your meth doesn't go bad in the freezer evidently i don't know does it go bad in the room no <laughs> i don't know don't try to understand tweaker mindset no like the the one thing does that it smell? All tweakers have, dude. I've never put my nose to fucking. Crystal well, I didn't know. Like if if like I do it all the time. <laughs> no. Like case, you walk into a room, case, you tell me. Okay, because ammonia, about, like you can smell ammonia. And it's well, yeah, but ammonia. at that point, it's it's all like it's dried out and everything. Like I imagine it has some sort of an odor, but I can't ever remember smelling an odor. Coming I didn't know if it just smelled up the whole ride. So I, mean, <clears> I don't. Know. I've never <throat> been around it at all. It doesn't have any terpenes. Okay. Okay. Gosh. Here we go. Start thinking like a. I'll marijuana tell you what. Guy. Though getting tased for HPD was horrible. Well, yeah, because you're nothing but muscle. It hurt so bad, and one of the prongs hit me in my lower right butt cheek, <laughs> and then the other one went into my back and just tightened up everything. And all you heard from the video was "motherfucker," like <laughs> with the most southern accent, just me falling down on the ground. It was so. Here, painful. you guys, you guys want to? I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to embarrass myself. You know, for, for the podcast. Gonna watch the video. I'm taking, I'm taking one for the team here. Did you shit yourself? No, no, it's worse. <laughs> just trust me. You guys, are, you guys are going to be no. Trust pooping. me. Oh, You'll okay. understand. <laughs> you guys are going to be crying, laughing here in a minute. Did just you give pee me a pee yourself. Hmm. Close. I don't know, but I did use the restroom beforehand because all the officers are like, "Yeah, we had a guy crap himself before." I was like, "Oh, I can't do that. That would suck." Yeah. Well, I'm an idiot that decided to eat two foot long Subway sandwiches right before I went in there. Oh, that's not oh, bad. Puked. Uh, I didn't puke. Thank God. Oh. Uh, now, now that I'm on the hook here, it's, I'm having trouble finding this. Yeah. Of course. There, here we go. All right. I will so, say the pepper spray wasn't that bad. I feel like if you get pepper sprayed and you're doing a criminal activity, you can get away. All right. So this will even be good. This will even be good for the podcast to hear. This is me getting tased. This is what it sounded like. Okay. <laughs> straight pain dude it is it hurts and I then told I, you guys we're gonna like that jesus and then when you have to pull out the prongs yep. and they don't pull it out within the first try and it's just tugging on your skin it's well like, it's got that got barb in it yeah to like keep it keep it in oh. which tasers do they have do they have the x2s uh, i think it was like x23s well there's x26s x26s That's so they have x26ps then I believe so, yeah. Okay. Because we have the X2 and the SO and Lions has the or the Taser 7s, the mm-hmm. brand, brand new ones. Oh, yeah. Dude, when you hear those things, when they spark test, they sound so mean. It's like they were saying something like 150 pulses a second. Mm-hmm. So you're getting 150 of those pulses that like is giving that NMI, that neuromuscular yeah. impa- incapacitation. You're getting 150 of those every single second mm-hmm. for five seconds. When uh, you sign on each day for Sterling, because I imagine you have to carry one, right? Yeah. Do you have to test it and make sure it goes? Yeah. So there's nothing in policy for that, but mm-hmm. it is it is definitely good practice. Well, it's a policy for HPD. And so right when I walk in, if it's a new shift, all you hear is that going off. And it's it brings, PTSD. Yeah. You can you can feel it. You yeah. can. Yep. And it just hurts. One hundred percent. You could feel it. I'm with you on that one. But I I uh I just wanted to give everybody that. There's a special nugget in the middle of this podcast that everybody's gonna be like, Oh my god, I'm so glad I listened to this. I say we get a taser and shoot Nate. <laughs> I've I'm been shocked by an electric fence and No. Uh, I've nope. been shocked by an electric fence, not even close. Nope. I mean and people it's are death. like, Oh, I've used a stun gun. I'm like, No, nope. not even close. It sounds like a real gun going off behind you and you just die afterwards yeah like if you think of take like a, a 22 caliber 
like bullet like going off to like maybe one and a half mm-hmm. of that. Well, sound. I was in the basement when it happened, so I mean, it was just oh. it was echoing. It was loud. Well, we were we were in a garage in that video. Yeah. Do you get to take your taser home with you? Yeah, I do. I don't. I take everything home, but I mean, we're a small agency, so I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like so. Like on this, agency. I have no idea how they work. So like when you shoot it, like actually sh- shoot it, does it? Do you have to like rebuild the gun, or can you like? No, it comes in cartridges. Car- oh, cartridges. Cartridge. Yeah. yeah, cartridges. And so with There's ours, a... it's two. Two shots. I don't know if that's for oh, yours. Oh, so you do have the X2s then. Is it the X2s? Yeah. That could be it. I mean, it yeah. was... The X2s well, have two cartridges. X26Ps is only one. Yeah. Well, no. so you can pull the trigger twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have the X2. The X2s then. Is it black? Yeah. Like pure black. Mm-hmm. No green or anything like mm-hmm. that? Yeah, sure so okay. it's the X2. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's cartridges. Mm-hmm. They've even got an X3, but the thing is like that wide. And so nobody wanted to carry it because mm-hmm. it was just huge. But like technically, technically, I could take it and shoot you, and then shoot him and energize both of you at, at the same, same time. time. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, what it was actually designed for was like clothing disconnects. So mm-hmm. like if I shoot you and like say you're wearing a big coat and it hits the coat and doesn't actually connect with your body, I can shoot you again and it will actually it, it the goes computer back to it, and use both. Yeah, the computer yeah. knows which two prongs are the furthest away mm-hmm. and it energizes both of those to get the the neuromuscular incapacitation is what they call that NMI to make you essentially just lock up and fall over. Interesting. I'm surprised that like Jansen with as much muscles he had didn't turn himself inside out. <laughs> it hurts like, so bad. It, 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 just, it bad. really like, just makes you like just lock when up. When I was like probably 14, 15% body fat. And so it, it hurts so bad. I mean, I remember being in the office an hour later not from like not hurting from the pepper spray that just happened, but hurting from the cramps going through my hamstring and calves. <laughs> from just like yeah, like from when just, you get that like that like yeah. that like that uh the the muscle just engaging mm-hmm. and getting that cramp feeling. Yeah, it's it's awful. And you know what's interesting is is like the taser recommends that you get tased, but doesn't require it. Mm-hmm. I think it should be required. Because if I yeah I got tased already, everyone else should have to do it. Well, and not only, <laughs> well, but not from that aspect alone, but just from the I'm not gonna misuse it and overuse it because I know what That's it feels true. like. Yeah, no, it... And there's another aspect to that too of if somebody gets my taser from me and mm-hmm. points it at me, they're getting a gun. Oh, because immediately, immediately, no question. A about it. a because of the pain, but b more importantly because you don't have any movement. I don't have any movement. No, like you're if, done if, for. If they hold that trigger, at least on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hold the trigger, like it just keeps going. Continues. Mm-hmm. Um, the taser sevens doesn't do that. It does five correctly. seconds. It just does five. And five then you seconds, have to do it and again. you have to do it again. But those five seconds, I mean, a lot can happen in five seconds. Yeah, and so they can get my gun from me and then kill me. Mm-hmm. You know, so but it, it gives you those to where now you can testify to that. Like, mm-hmm. can you tell me any jury in the world that wouldn't like would understand? Like, oh, okay, I now know why this happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no control over myself. Uh, the only thing I could do was yell. And I was like, at the end of that scream, I was like, I'm out of air. I'm not going to be able to scream in a second. Mm-hmm. And then it stopped. And I was like, oh, like, thank goodness. <laughs> like when it releases, like your mm-hmm. whole body just like stops. It's well, like, then, wow. Roger, who still works at Lions PD, he actually, because he's the taser instructor for, mm-hmm. well, there's now two, but he at the time he was the only one. So you can actually do what's called a drive stun. You can actually take the taser mm-hmm. itself and stick it to the body. So like, let's say there's a, prong up there in your shoulder i could take it and stick it to your thigh and it would energize between the thigh and the shoulder so do only the muscles between it lock up or yeah. do every muscle you think of it as a circuit it's just connecting mm-hmm. the circuit so but using your muscle you have more of a lock up you're gonna get and the more pain 
So anyway, he takes it and sticks it to the bottom of my leg. So I've got one up here in the top of my back. He sticks it to the bottom of my leg and gives me a couple more seconds that mm -hmm. you don't see in this video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was Did awful. Did you do like a scorpion where your feet almost touched the back here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. The officer no. that was shooting all of the candidates before me was very nice, given like probably a not even six inch spread on the back, just straight back, nice and conservative. I mean, that's, it's still going to hurt. And then he wanted to shoot me in the top back and then the lower right butt cheek. The butt cheek is what got me. That hurts so bad. <laughs> I'm still mad at him for it. Um, well, what did you think of uh, OC? Not that bad. I mean, we didn't have to do any course like uh, most academies would require you to. We just sprayed it in our, uh, our forehead, waited, I think, 30 seconds, let it run into our eyes, say our name, and then we had a chance to wash it off. So did you figure out the trick to that yet? Don't let it in your eyes. That's no. what I figured out. Like, I didn't let it hit my eyes, and I just washed it off, and then it felt like I had pre-workout in my system. Oh, yeah, the tingling? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it For me, like, it, whenever you get it, like, obviously, when you wrench your face off, it's kind of, you're kind of screwed. Like, mm -hmm. it's going to get in your eyes and stuff a little bit, but just stay away from water. Because all you're going to do is just reactivate it and reactivate, reactivate it. You, yep. you want to you wanna just sit under the water and be like, uh. The worst thing about OC is uh, going back and taking a shower. Yep. That's probably the worst thing. Like, did, did, it I, run, did it run down to your balls? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I even, like, braced myself for it not to. I felt comfortable where it was, like, getting out of my system. Yep. And I was like, all right, I can actually wash this stuff off <laughs> right when it did, right yep. there. I was like, Tasha, <laughs> help me. She's like, how do I help fan it? <laughs> I literally sat. I need some baby powder. I sat in the tub in a fetal position like, I don't want to do this. I just think you're going to have to do it all over again. With the OC, hopefully not the taser. I'm hoping I just have that. Most places will take like a taser certificate from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. that's, because the, That's what I'm hoping. I don't want to get tased again. The real my heart can't handle that. Too much <laughs> caffeine. Uh-uh. The real reason for that actually is that those taser cartridges are getting stupid expensive. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be like, oh, you've already been shot? Sweet. We don't have to I shoot you I think they were saying it was almost $50 per cartridge now, yeah, right? it is. Yeah. Yes. So I have a question. If if they told you you had to get tased uh, for research every year, would you continue using a taser? I don't want to use a taser anyways. I feel well, like... I mean carrying. I should carrying. Say. Yeah. Well, I mean, after getting tased, I realize what that does to you. I mean... I'm only going to use a taser if I really need to. I I don't know. I haven't been put in that situation yet. So no, I'm saying like if you if every year I don't you want to recertify I don't do it anymore. No. Yeah. No. That's I want to be way. in law enforcement, but I don't wanna. <laughs> if I had the option not to carry a taser, then I'll do that because I don't want to carry a taser if I have to get tased. Yeah. Screw that. Uh, now, if you had to choose between being tased again or sprayed again, sprayed. which would you choose? Sprayed. Spray? Yeah. I'm fine Dude, uh, he's the only person I've I ever know. met That's in my entire life that has said that. You know why? You know what my brain, my mindset is on that? I'm a wuss. So I don't want excruciating pain for five seconds. Mm -hmm. I'll take a tiny little bit of pain for like 30, 45 minutes. I don't know. That pain I felt like that was, it felt like I got shot. I did not like it. Well, when you, seriously though, I mean, not, not to boost your ego, but literally, like when what, you, the more muscle you yeah, have, if you the have more, more fat on gonna you, be. you're going to have. Some type of insulating layer. Yeah. I uh, was really fat in that video and it still hurt. So I can only imagine what it was like for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's back over there. Like, Did you see him stare off into the space? Yeah, flashback. He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's reminiscing. I was like the last person to go to. So I got to help pick up everyone, watch their pain in their eyes. And they were all 
not to be rude, but a little heavier sets than me. And the entire time, all the officers was like, "Oh, you're gonna have a fun one today. Look at your, look how skinny you are." I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." (laughs) (laughs) I I was warned. I just didn't believe them. I knew it was gonna hurt. I just didn't think it was gonna do that that much. So I have a question. How does how does HP HPD's internship program work? Like, so I mean, give me. I I even want kind of some of the nuances because I'm literally Mm -hmm. wanting to learn this, and I've been wanting to pick your brain on this, but. Mm -hmm. I also don't want to interrupt you in the gym, and plus, I you know yeah, I have no, things no. to do in the gym. So, like, I'm, I know there's like an application process mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff. But so, like, what's kind of day one, and then like work me through to where you are now. So, what happens is when you get hired on, uh, you'll have a meeting with the police chief and the uh, the lieutenant that's going to be overseeing the PSA program. And what's, what's PSA mean? Police service aid. Okay. And so that's what we're officially, that's what we're sworn in as is police service aides. And so they, first off you have like goals to meet. And the first goal is to do ride alongs for 80 hours. And that's not too hard to get 80 hours within what, three months. And by then you should have somewhat of an ideal how to operate as an officer. And after you get the 80 hours, you get to take a course for defensive tactics and you get certified in that. Not really certified, but you have some knowledge in it. That way you know kind of how to protect yourself. And then you get tased and pepper sprayed. You, after you get that and you pass all that, you get sworn in by the police chief. Uh, you get your uniform and everything. get to carry the taser, carry the pepper spray. And uh, then you start working more by yourself. But you can still do ride-alongs because you have to get so many cases by yourself. So like I was telling you, I handle fraud cases i handle stolen misdemeanor cases cases and i just handle that so when you say you handle do they have you out like in a car like patrolling yes. around yep. they all have us in our little psa car or they'll have us does it say like telephones. psa on it or it anything? does okay. we have our own separate patrol vehicle that way i mean that way people know that we're not full-time officers but in my opinion you're gonna see that badge and yeah, it's, well, it's, it's going to be the same thing. It's like when when people are in jail or in prison, like they just they just see the badge. They they yeah, just refer to us all generally as just cops. That's right? how Anybody it is. that holds them accountable. Mm-hmm. And so there's four tiers that you can become as a PSA if you end up staying there that long. And each tier, it's like 50 cases that you have learned that you have dealt with and you fully understand. And so, like the basic ones are how to write a report, how to talk to people. Uh, interacting with 14-year-olds and under children cases. I mean, it just goes through a list. And, and you so just is get that, assigned off. Is that, uh, okay, so that's like a list that you're given. And yeah, that's like, a list that you you need to meet. But, I mean, it's also on your time. Which is also pretty cool about the police service aid is because we, uh, we pick our own schedule. So I can go in at any time and get hours. Which is really good for college people. So speaking of that... uh. If if you're comfortable with it, would you be willing to ask to get like a blank one of those papers uh, to see no. if? Oh, yeah. I still have mine. If you want to see that, okay, yeah, because yeah, we I was talking to uh, Chief Adams and he was we were mm-hmm. just talking about. I tell I told him I was like, hey, our internship program is like we're we're missing the ball here. Like it, we're 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 not we're not utilizing this to the best it could be. I said, a we're not setting these students up for any type of success. Mm-hmm. Like just sitting in a, a patrol car and just like. I'm just sitting here yeah. for a hundred and yeah, what twenty hours, fifty hours, one hundred twenty, I believe. Yeah, but it was really cool because I mean, my officer that I got assigned to and I worked with, he really he trusted that I knew what I was talking about. He let me handle a couple of cases, and he was just standing in the background taking notes or fixing anything that I might have missed, and that really got me a 
a leg in the door of understanding law enforcement. Um, and I was hoping that, you know, we could kind of mimic that program Maybe. a little bit. I mean, getting the city commission to, to sign, sign on and yeah. sign off and like buy another taser and stuff like that to, to do that might be another hurdle. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it, it's just one of them things where I think we aren't setting this, the students up for success in the internship program by doing it, what we're doing. It's really interesting being by yourself and actually handling it without, I don't, I don't know, just handling it yourself and understanding like the concept and the, the, Stuff that you have to go through. It really made me open my eyes what police officers had to do. I mean, it throws you into the fire a little more. It does. And, and that's what we do a lot of times in construction. Like, that's how I learned a lot of stuff. It's like, I just got to toss it to the fire. and YouTube it, fix it. Pretty much. Yep. Just to let you know, that doesn't work with police work. Just throwing that it out there. It does not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when when you got, so you said you went to the, the OD and then you saw the dead body or whatever. Mm. Was that your first time ever seeing a dead body? Well, I mean, I've seen family in caskets, but it, it's nothing like seeing a random person just dead on the ground. I mean, I came home and I told Tosh, I was like, wow, that was interesting. Yeah. Well, and like one of the things for me that was like that I, I wasn't, I guess, expecting was like, you know, for them to like just poop and pee all over themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it makes sense. I get it. I mean, the muscles are no longer contracting to hold that stuff in. Mm-hmm. But like I was not, I was like. I was like, why is there, I was asking, I literally, literally asked him like, why is there a bunch of water on the floor? And they're like, that's eh, not water. Yep. Like that's urine. Luckily this guy that did pass away. I mean, he, he died from old age, but I mean, it's still the same thing. Uh, yeah. He actually went to the restroom, not even minutes before. So I actually pulled a guy off the toilet because mm-hmm. it's pretty common for people to die on the shitter. Yep. Um, I pulled a guy off the toilet and started doing CPR on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, another thing that I found is weird. Um, do you remember in Men in Black at the end of the movie when they find the galaxy on the cat's mm-hmm. um, collar and the camera kind of zooms in on the galaxy mm-hmm. and you can kind of like see it spinning and it's got like little stars and things like that? Mm-hmm. When somebody's getting ready to die, they have that same look in their eye. I've seen it twice of mm-hmm. people that were still technically alive, but like were going to die. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally like the soul's gone from their from them already. And like it's it's literally like their pupils are huge, and then it literally looks like that galaxy from Men in Black. That's the best way I can explain it to see that look in someone's mm. eye. And I've seen it twice. I've never seen it. I've seen a cadaver. Yeah, I've never seen a dead body. Well, I've seen like you said at funerals and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's whole that's a whole different like mindset even too because it used to be like dead bodies were like a family affair. Mm-hmm. Like you used to families like would prepare the body or even if you were too poor, you'd break the legs to put the person in the casket, you know, and, yeah, you know, and, and now you have corners and stuff yeah. like we're so far removed from like that death process. Mm-hmm. Like I think when you see someone in your family die and know how they died and something, it kind of hits a little, like you can unwrap your head around it. But when you just walk into a door and boom, there's someone you've never met. Yeah. Right I there. wonder what the, we always end up talking about mental health on this. I wonder what the mental aspects of that are as far as the difference between does it make you appreciate life more or does it make you, does it mess you up more? Hmm. Like, I don't know. It's probably situationally dependent too on the yeah. person as well. Mm-hmm. So what's one of the craziest calls you've gone to that uh, you can share without, and keeping in mind, this is in the public forum, yeah. so don't get yourself in trouble. <laughs> That's a big thing. The The craziest one I so can't don't, don't get give into. Like, yeah, don't give like addresses. Case, yeah, don't give addresses was, or names or anything like that. What messed me up was the juvenile case. I mean, I don't want to do anything with juveniles. It, I had one case. I mean, they are a 
no, I, I just can't wrap my hand around it. But I think the interesting case was uh, this guy OD'd, uh, got Narcan shot up in him. He was fine. He went to the hospital. And then not even 12 hours later when he was gone, he came back, used the same supply, shot up again, and then died. And I think that's the craziest because that's just like the how, how bad they want that drug. Yeah. I, I never, never understood that. It's kind of like Nate in the gym. Mm-hmm. Well, and you. No, nope, no, nope, I'm fine. <laughs> what about me in the gym? That you need the gym that bad. Oh. You're, will, you're willing to kill yourself for it. Mm, don't know about that. <laughs> what about the... He told me a story about a guy that was doing karate one time. You had to oh, yeah. Stuff. God, <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> so, you're over uh, here like he's a seasoned veteran. Yeah, I've only seen the stupid stuff. Work in Hutch. That's all you have to do. Oh, yeah. And you see the a lot of stuff. The sad thing is you've probably got more experience with calls than me, and I've got 12 years. This has all happened within those first 80 hours that I was doing ride-alongs <laughs> and stuff. I mean, just calls after calls. I was working with a lieutenant and a sergeant at the same time, so I mean, back-to-back on every call. Yes. Yeah. They gotta say they're yeah. going to all those. But yeah, a guy was doing karate in front of a fire department, uh, completely naked. He's going to town. Speaking of drugs, it's like wash on, wash off, naked, penis, helicopter. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised the firefighters weren't all at the windows doing heavy breathing. Well, they're the ones who called us. So oh well, they, so they were at the windows doing heavy yeah. breathing. He was one of the firefighters, and he was in, <laughs> just in the gym, just trying to get a pump in, That's what it was. naked, and then they kicked him outside. That's what it was. Caffeine <laughs> overdose right there. <laughs> oh, I fucking love firefighters. <laughs> Did you ever have any aspirations for any other service? Like, you know, like fire EMS, anything like that at all ever? Not really. I mean, my main goal in life was to play football and do that. And I always knew I needed a backup plan because was, I wasn't six seven and 270 pounds of pure muscle. So uh, I just got intrigued by law enforcement. I knew criminal justice would be a easier degree to follow my opinion, because I'm not the smartest apple in the tree. So I did that. I went to college. I realized, wow, college is pretty easy and got my degree. You know, the thing that you say college is pretty easy uh, to a lot of people, it's not. I know, and which that's, I was surprised by. Yeah, that's the thing that amazed me when I went to Friends of how many people that I was going to school with that were adults like me. I mean, mm-hmm. I got my I only got my degree like I don't four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they had like these excuses. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, you you work a full time job. You have no family. You're not married. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm working three jobs. Have a family. Three children. I'm married. I got my homework done. Yep. It's amazing to me just yeah, that no. mindset of some people. Like during the time of my college, I worked at least 25 hours a week on a part time job. I did football, which, as Nate knows, that's you stay pretty busy. And then. I had college, and I was able to do the time management. I mean, it was hard, but I wasn't going around complaining about it every day. I mean, it's just something you got to do. Yeah, right. It's it's just it's like that's the same thing. I'm I'm fighting with all of my kids right now. It's just the mm. time management. Yep. Of like you know you had plenty of time to get this done. You know my daughter. It's time for bed. Oh, I have homework. No, mm-hmm. like no, this is not the time. Yep. Not it's not it's the time. Like at you're all. getting a zero tomorrow. That's exactly what I tell her. I'm like, yeah, it sucks to be you. You have two choices. I'm like, take the zero or wake yourself up because she can like set an alarm on her little like watch, her gizmo watch, mm-hmm. and wake yourself up. And then 
do your homework. Those oh. are your two choices at this point because you mismanaged your time. Oh no, my school never gave out homework it, like anything. Like we just went to class, sat there, got out. And it was very basic. So I went to college. Was, yeah, that, that, that was high school, and then I went to college, and I was like, "We have homework. This is new." <laughs> and I mean, and this sucks. Yeah, and then I don't miss those days. No, I mean, I'd rather do that now than do construction again. I miss school if it's that it means I can. Stop doing construction. I hate construction. <laughs> My college experience was I didn't have to work while I was playing football. So that was a little easier Trust for me. fund, baby. Yeah, that was, that was what me. it was. <laughs> Trust fund. I, my mom worked there, so I didn't have to pay tuition. So mm-hmm. that helped. Um, so then I just made enough money in the summer to live off of during the year and didn't have to work. And oh. So then I just, instead of working, I drank Keystones. Nice. <laughs> so... uh have you and Tasha like talked about kids or anything like that? Like, is that an eventual plan? Hell no. Really? We're not. No, we've talked about it, but hell no on kids. We have a puppy right now, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> to, I don't to, know. I don't know how people do raising kids. Like, shout out to you, Nick. That's. Insane. I say I send three of them. If three of them over, if you want. Holy snap! I think we're we're both in agreement. Like we're we agreed. Thirty is when we can start talking about it. We well, want, yeah. This isn't me trying to like force you. Like, oh no, we we get that question all the time. So when are you and Tasha gonna have kids? I was like, we're twenty three and we don't yeah. let us. I, I, I that's my, always been my advice, like to anyone is, um, and and this was not what I did, mm-hmm. and this is just me speaking like from a person that did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of I I wish my wife and I would have had more like time together mm-hmm. to to do, kind of do the things that we want to do mm-hmm. and to kind of get our finances in order and also to grow as well, because we, we weren't, we were honestly, we weren't ready mentally to be parents and mm-hmm. we weren't ready financially to be parents. And so to allow yourself some of that growth time, plus you get to like enjoy time together doing the things that you could do with your 20 year old mm-hmm. body. Like if you want to go hike a freaking mountain, like my wife, her back's all jacked up and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, so that's not something that's in the cards for her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but the flip side of that coin is if so, we had kids and she, I was 25, she was 24. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be relatively young. Like if, if our kids move mm-hmm. out at 18, you know, we're, we're going to be relatively young mm-hmm. by societal standards and should be able to still do stuff, yeah. you know, but if you wait till you're 40, you have to keep in mind, you're almost retired by the time your kids are out of school. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it, it, and, and like I told you in the car on the way here is remember Life is not a checkbox. Like no. just because people want you to have kids, mm-hmm. don't don't have kids. Just because people want you to get married at a certain time, don't do that. I think do what you work really for you and Tasha. The couple for yourself. I mean, it took us seven years to finally get a dog because we wanted a a good house for it, enough money to take care of it, and everything. And now we're we're going through it. We're spending money on dog food, spending money on vet places, or going to the vet. I mean, it really opened our eyes. Like we're not ready, like mature enough. Like, we're ready and mature enough to have a dog, not to have another little Jansen or Tasha running around. <laughs> like, that would be insane right now. Oh, another Jansen? <laughs> yeah, Damn, bad. that was rough. That would be bad. <laughs> um, but, you know, also, uh, another thing I find interesting is, like, so if, if we were to put just stereotypical names to you and her, like, you would be the jock and she is, like, the uh, nerd. Uh, well, she was actually like the a- cheerleader. But I, but I'm saying as far as like her like in Halo oh, yeah, and no, gaming she's a and like loser yeah that's what I'm gonna call her and I hope she's listening to this get rid of the pop funkos I hate them <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's funny though I'm kind of a nerd on a little little part like I mean I 
I like Lord of the Rings. I like Halo and all that stuff. Like I'm, I tip yeah, my but toes. she's invested in like I tip my toes in it. She is head underwater <laughs> into it, and it, it, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, didn't because she even bought like a needle gun and stuff needler. like that, or yeah. needler, yeah, yeah needler. needler and all that stuff. She has I mean, like 127 pop funkos right now. <laughs> what was the last one she ordered? I remember you were in the gym with her one day talking about it, and I was like, "Why'd you order that?" Yeah, and you were like, "It was like on back order, or like you're waiting for it to come out." It was she's a, like pre-ordered. It, it was or a something? needler. She ordered it like what December, and she won't get it until next december and it was over a hundred dollars <laughs> just so she could have a needler to shoot me for, with yeah that's what she wanted wait you can don't, actually shoot don't. it yeah it shoots no it's a way. nerf gun yeah it's a nerf gun that's oh it's cool it's badass i'll give it to her yeah like, jansen is definitely gonna play with that more than tasha oh so don't let don't let him but a hundred dollars for a nerf gun <laughs> Dude, those dude, things are expensive. You spent two hundred dollars on a lifting belt, so I can't say anything. You're about to do the same damn thing. Maybe I want a lever belt, dude. I want one of those. They're cool. I think it. I think it would make my deadlift better and easier for sure. I want one. Is we that do. your cheat code? So how about this? Bring <laughs> bring a uh, bring a screwdriver to the gym sometime and let me try yours. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's got. <laughs> I don't know if it's big enough. Damn. My, so we're that, really so going to body saying? shame them right now. That's that's messed up. So That's so what up. you're saying is is that uh um yours was two hundred dollars and since I have to have extra leather for mine, mine's two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably cancelled. You gotta get the Brian Shaw belt. Uh this this well he has the outer belt, but it's not leather. No. But it actually works really well. Lucas has it, the outer one too. Oh, okay. I don't think you should be able to wear two belts when you're lifting. Nate. You have like a full back brace and then another lifting belt on you. <laughs> it's just because the that le- is I need cheating. To, I need to tighten up the lever it's belt. Cheating. Your little back brace goes all the way up to your neck and then all the way down to your butt. And then you have another belt on top of that. <laughs> all the way to my neck. Okay, that's <laughs> making me feel like an old man. Uh, you do a good enough job of that yourself. Yeah, I do. That's for sure. But um. Uh, damn! Now you made me. You guys are both looking say. at me like I'm just about to get put on blast for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I mean, we could probably make fun of you. It's all right. I'll make. Hell, we could back. all make fun of each other pretty easily for the rest of the podcast. Easily. Yeah. Take your best shot. I don't want to. That's mean. Jansen uh, got his uh, criminal justice degree, and he's going to work construction for the next twenty years. Twenty so. more years. Look, construction. Let's go. I'm proud of it. You're gonna end up as smoking and having a beard like Derek. As he's like, guys, this is my 43rd time applying to the Kansas Department Department of Wildlife <laughs> and Parks. If I can't get a Kansas game one job, uh, we got an issue, guys. You can't leave us, dude. What the hell? I want to leave. I'm sorry. You gotta stay here. I'm tired of y'all. I like y'all, but I'm tired of y'all. I'm ready to go home to Texas. You know what they say, say about Texas. Don't say it. Don't say it. You're from Kansas. You can't say anything. Steers and queers. I don't <laughs> see any fucking horns, man. I'm not gonna mention the divorce. I'm not. I'm not mean. <laughs> it's all right. You, can <laughs> you just did. It. You just did. <laughs> what divorce? That was history, wasn't it? That's that never happened. Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe you should talk about it because his podcast blew up. Hey, Maybe we can I mean, make this one blow you, up. Just, Maybe just listen. You know. Proposed on a beach in Florida. Got married on a beach in Florida. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm telling you, copying. Like, even their honeymoon was like something I suggested. And I was like, yeah, I think our honeymoon, we're just going to take a car and go cruising around Florida, stopping through places. That's exactly it's what it is. <laughs> I remember that from the podcast. Oh, my God. Yep. You're so red right now. 
I was red beforehand. No, him. No, oh. I <laughs> I, it happens. I mean, it's going to suck. That's seven years with someone just to end in a divorce. I mean. Nah, you guys won't get a divorce. You guys been together seven years. We were only together two years. No. Then Tasha's crazy. I mean, she moved to Kansas. Who moved willingly. to Kansas? Yeah. Willingly. That's just. You, you had you like moved a, to you Kansas had a reason. willingly too. I moved to get a degree and play football like yeah. a reason. She, I, I she moved back. because of him. That's not a good yeah. enough reason. Moved. To be an all-American. That was back when I was small, too. I didn't look like a Greek god, quote, Nick. That's how she loves you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think she's she's stuck with me. She's crazy. That's all I got to (laughs) say. I just imagine her, like, listening to this podcast while he's at work. She's, like, sharpening her knives for when he gets (laughs) home. Well, what do you think? Oh, oh, there's a siren. Whenever they're going. Called in. Probably to the hotel up the street. Probably the hotel right behind your building. <laughs> hey, that's one thing I, I thought about. Like, we could sit in the new studio with the windows open and just people watch all the crackheads that watch by. Can you judge by. people the entire time? <laughs> yeah. Just have it get a window for that uh, motel right there. That way you could just watch the motel and you'll see some interesting stuff. I don't doubt that one bit. No. It's... I don't doubt that one bit. Hutchinson, Kansas is a crazy town. Well, that's like, even you heard how how much we heard that. And we're how far from that window? Mm-hmm. Imagine what it's going to be like when we move right into a new to podcast studio. We're going to have to insulate that. Yeah. That we're going to have to. Yeah. Have we talked about that on the podcast yet? That you got the new bill? Well, yeah. I think we mentioned briefly in the to the point last week that you were getting the new building. We're going to close getting, on it. Yeah. We officially did close on it now. And started moving things around, painting. And we're our last day in our current store is April 30th. First day and the next one's May second, so virtually and, one and year after our grand studio. opening. Yep, bigger studio. It's actually a smaller building, but it's more set up and tailored to what we're going to use it for. So I'm so proud of well that and it's yours. That's the that's yep. like the key there. I'm pretty excited about that. Like I said, you can do what you want with it. You know, go, go knocking down walls if I want. Have Jansen doing all your construction for you in twenty years. If you want that's it right. crooked. <laughs> I'm level because you know Nate taught me how to be a construction worker. So, oh, you Sounds guys good. did a pretty good job on my floor. No, no, no. Didn't he say earlier that I didn't teach him anything about construction? And uh, yeah, you all did, you did was video. You did like so and so stuff. There was a couple times where he was working, and you did YouTube a video. So, just saying, what were we working on? Probably just flooring. I don't no, know. No, well, something, not... <laughs> something basic. Something <laughs> basic. Okay. <laughs> What's what's your like? What do you hate the most in construction? Uh, doing any type of like plumbing. I had a. I was just working with uh, Ethan and Nate, and Ethan was like, "Hey, you want to smell a kitchen drain?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. People yeah. think sewer is the worst. No, your kitchen drains. I think plumbing, plumbing overall, because I first started and Nate broke a pipe underneath a house and spent. The entire day fixing it. And then right when he got done, I accidentally broke the hot water line. Yeah. And he had to go back underneath there the rest of the day <laughs> and fix my mistake. So, I mean, that was definitely It was like, in a plumbing. shitty little crawl space in the tightest spot possible. And, and it so was... I was like the sun just shining a light with my head sticking in the crawl space. I was like, do you need help? <laughs> just hears me cussing and yelling underneath <laughs> the house. The entire time. How about you? What is your? What do you hate the most in construction? Oh, plumbing's up there, you know, just because you have to get into crawl spaces. Oh, insulation. 
Insulation sucks. Nothing on Jeff Bennett. Jeff Bennett, insulation, the best. Insulation sucks, though. So insulation's okay as long as you're not the one having to do it? Yeah. I mean, I don't like installing it. It sucks. It's itchy. It's bad, in my opinion. Sorry for cutting you off. So what about about the flip side of that, Jansen? What's the favorite thing to do? Like if you had to pick one of your things that you're either good at or you don't mind doing or you enjoy doing. I don't know. I like the new builds. Framing new houses. Framing new houses, honestly. It's pretty fun. Yeah, because you guys get to do... Uh, Even plumbing new houses isn't bad. Plumbing is yeah, bad. Yeah, doing everything across new. Spaces. Like just anything new on a building, it's nice doing because it's from the ground up. When you're doing remodels, you're always running into You tear stuff. into shit and then you find and you're like, uh, bugs or like someone half-assed something 20 years ago and it's like, how has this been standing for the last 20 years? <laughs> or like there's one job where we found an old shower base. And underneath this old shower base was another old shower base that was like, yeah, it was like 12 inches of concrete in this bathroom in the middle of the house. Because they just kept on layering it up, layering it up. Yeah. And like we had to redo the floor joists. We had to get the concrete out. And oh my gosh, it sucked. Or when uh, you're remodeling a bathroom and the customer walks in and uses the bathroom, <laughs> stinks it up. <laughs> and then you have to go back to work. <laughs> right, Nate? Yeah. It's happened a couple times. <laughs> just walks in. This old man just walks in and just destroys it. Set. I mean... The, like while you're in there? No. Oh, okay. Like we walked outside yeah. for something. Came back in, the door shut. We're like, crap. <laughs> literally. Walk out for a little while longer. I mean, this man was like 80 years old. I mean, there's not Literally, yeah. it smelled like... I mean, he was. He was dying. Yeah. Well, he's an old kitchen drain. I mean, oh, at that point, yeah. if you think about oh, it. And all he did was drink Keystones all day and eat potato From chips and popcorn. 7 a.m. till 5 p.m. Keystones all day long. Okay, well, that makes sense. So can you keep like the kitchen drain clean by like running Drano down it every once in a while? Or still going to be... Bad? A lot of the... Yeah. But the issue is, is like a lot of those old kitchen drains... Or if it's a homeowner that's done it or landlord and they didn't do it right and don't have the right grade on it, you know, then you got a low spot in the pipe and that just collects stuff. And over the years, just collects and collects and collects and that's where your smell comes from. Hmm. It smells so bad. It's so bad. Worse than any dead body you've smelled so far? Yeah. I mean, like sewage, like straight poo and pee, nothing compared to a kitchen drain. I mean, that's, it's the same thing, essentially, it's except just, for one's been digested yeah. already and the other stuff hasn't, you know? <laughs> like, it's already broken down at one point, whereas it hasn't broken down all the way when it's in the pipe like that. Mm-hmm. Gross. It's nasty, man. That, yeah, there was one time it cut open a pipe and it was full of stuff and splattered everywhere in my mouth and on my <laughs> face. and <laughs> It's nasty. You're like, and I'm done for the day. I'm going home. We'll see y'all later. Yep. And Jansen that, says I don't do anything anyway, so I'm you won't watching. miss me. I hope. Now I'll Ethan's be. about to quit. He's moving on. He's going to go back to school. Nate's going to be the full-time plumber. We don't have a plumber anymore, and I'm the only one that knows how to plumb. <laughs> also I'm gonna be, gross. I'm going to be in the background with the light. Do you need help? <laughs> no, he's going to start. He's going to start showing you the ropes on plumbing. I'm going to shove quit. you in the crawl space and hold the light for I'll you. I'll go bag groceries at Dylan's again. I don't know. You didn't work at Dillon's for very long. Well, a year. A full year. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I got the job at the wellness center, so I did both jobs at the same time. And 
I like the free membership more and not having to bag groceries. So switch that. And then HBD came along. So, I've so been, are you still technically on the books at the gym? Yeah. So you still get the free membership? Mm-hmm. It's nice. Man, aren't you lucky? Yeah. I get a free membership too, so I can't complain. Oh, because you work oh, for the city? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough for both of you guys. Dude, life is hard, man. It's all right. If Why I get, you got to be judging? If I we get, work harder than you do. If I get this new job, then I won't have to uh, pay for my gym membership. You ain't getting They'll a new job. It. 20 years of construction. Nah, fam. Not higher points. Not high point farms. Hood construction. We'll see. I I disagree with him because I really want to fly a jet to your private golf course and play a game. Play yeah, on the side note, you. you are invited to my bachelor party, so I get some money. <laughs> At least, just a little bit. We go through this every day like I'll piss Jansen off. He's like, you're not invited to my bachelor party anymore. <laughs> like little Dude, don't kids you remember, yeah, remember the little kids? Like, you're not invited to my birthday. Yep. It's all right. It's all part of the fun. Talking shit to Jansen and Derek. It keeps you sane throughout the day. Speaking of fun, this was pretty fun. It was. See, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was, was going to be. It was horrible. I hated You were all nervous. <laughs> I hated every second of it. Well, you know what? How about you just take you and your Greek god body and leave? I'll do that. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Thanks for having Get me. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out, man. Yeah, the door, thankfully, the door is open or it'd be so warm in here. Yeah, that's one thing Mom said about that other room when she was painting is that it uh, gets heated in there. Well, I was that was another thing I was thinking about. Could you imagine? So when we actually do the podcast, most of the time it's like seven. So during the day, that sun might be high enough that it's like just pouring in there, and you're like, Ugh. "Hey, we put some insulation in the windows. We're good to go." I mean, I can lose some weight. Oh, right back at you, bitch. <laughs> tell tell him he's not invited to your bachelor party. Yeah, my next bachelor party, you're not invited. Well, you're probably going to have five new exes pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that. You always say that. The future new future ex-wife? Yeah. Future I say ex-wife. That, that, that's always the joke. The future yeah. Miss X, Mrs. Hyatt. Yep. That's what Kate and Jake are always trying to get me to go up to someone in the bar and say, I want to be my future ex-wife. Have you done it? Nope. Why not? Just do it to somebody that's like, like not that you're not worried about taking like a childhood home and just crush try it. or something. No, no, no. <laughs> do, it, do it to somebody that you're not worried about taking home and just see how it goes. Go back to the ex-wife and say it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of which, you, you moved the worm bed today. Yeah, I did. Got tired of looking at that fucking thing every every time I drove by. And he did it with so much anger, too. Did you watch him drive it? <laughs> like no. He went at it with a skid steer, missed it, let it try to get it, and then he was like, flipped the lid up, went out and flipped it in. I flipped the lid up to throw my beer can in it. (laughs) (laughs) Pent up rage, man. It happens. Emotional damage. That's how I hurt myself most of the time. Most of the time. When I get to the gym, (laughs) taking that pent out rage on something. So you're taking your emotional damage and turning it into physical damage? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. It was a good process. That's like some sadomasochism right there. (laughs) I didn't know that. That's too big of a word for me. I didn't know that was your kink. What? Oh boy! What? Well, you want to end this sucker? Sure. You think you can do it right this time? Probably not. I'll probably okay. butcher it. Yeah, buddy. Lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that's the end of our uh, podcast with the uh, the All American tight end Jansen Robeson, washed up athlete. <laughs> um, 
you guys would uh, give us a like on uh, Instagram or Facebook, you know, go follow us. Um, write us a review. That really goes a long ways in um, helping our podcast grow. And just check out the website and share it with your friends, guys. You know, like we really enjoy doing this and uh, we, we plan to keep on doing it. And we want to grow. So uh, help us grow. Um, thanks for listening and have a good Monday. Catch up with you next time. Thanks, Jansen.